Yeah, so the, the rhino on the hedgehog is a little bit about whether you're an extrovert or introvert, what are you naturally. Um, just turn to the person next, uh, turn, turn to your husband or wife and just let them know what do you think they are. Introvert, extrovert, a great way of describing an extrovert is a rhino, they go in all guns blazing. And the hedgehog, if you say something that's a bit mean, you curl up. <laughs> Great, remember that we can share.
share the truth in love, yeah? yeah? We have to do it in love. That's the important bit, right? To do it lovingly. Uh, so we want to share, so we know about introvert, extroverts, we might have done that, whether we've done the professional development or we've done some sort of course. We've also maybe done personality typing. Anyone done that type of thing? Uh, a few people have done it. To, to be honest, the way that they do it and teach it is very good, but it's often far too complicated to bring into you every day. Like, what type of person are you? An L, a K, a G, or whatever it is, and you can't quite remember what all the types are, etc. But we want to share just something, a very simple way that we can share something that helps us communicate um, depending on what type of personalities that we are. We, we give it just four simple colours. So we're trying to make it a little bit simpler, not because anyone is stupid, um, but the fact that sometimes when you're having a, in the heat of the moment or you're having an argument or a discussion sometimes you need a helpful tool rather than something that's going to be too complex and uh, often our arguments, our conflicts they're based around quite emotionally deep subjects and so really we want to give it a very simple language that maybe can help us describe them without maybe describing them fully yeah, we don't need to sit with a psychiatrist for an hour to unpack everything to know that something here is up and I would prefer for us to get over it together than I would to know all the detail about what's going on here. So that's what we're looking at. Um, and so, so we give it four very simple colours. And the first one I'm going to speak about is a, a red type of person. Now, a red type of person is a type of person who very much knows what they want. Um, they are great as a, uh, a, uh, typically as a leader because they can make very quick decisions. They are brilliant as uh, you know in, in, in an emergency situation um, when you might want somebody who is maybe say a first aider and you know you need them to make decisions about someone's health, their safety. Are they going to be um, are they going to be okay? Um, recently, someone not too far from me um, was um, we were driving in the car. And they see someone who needs help. I'm a first aider. And so immediately we stop the car and out she jumps um, to go and help them. And that's a red, type, um, uh, a red type of person. Very quick to make decisions. And um, I've lost the notes. I'll have to put in there. There we go. Brilliant. Um, and so the type of person I wonder who might be that sort of person, you know, might be standing next to me. Um, they, they might be. Um, and uh, yeah, typically that's a, a red type of person. Okay? Cool. So that's one of our colours. Here we have someone stereotypically who is a red sort of person. They tell you the truth. They might not do it always in love, uh, but everyone knows who this is? Yeah. Right. Okay. Good. Stereotypical. That is your red. So when you know these personality colours, it's really hard when you're in an event like this and you know that you're teaching on it, not to put people into pigeonholes because I've been watching you. And if you're red, you know you're red. You knew that you were red and you were like me from the beginning. And one of the things that you are is competitive, okay? I don't play games because I can't lose. And the last game that I played with Levi, I actually... Um, so, so Levi's our second son. <laughs> and I just can't, I can't lose, so I just don't play games. I'm very competitive. I can also be a little bit arrogant in, in that. I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself arrogant, but strong, I think is the better word. Reds are good to have around an emergency. Then you have your next colour. Your next colour are your blues. So your blue personality is logical, organised, systematic. 
So I love having a blue as a deputy head teacher. So a blue is someone who sets the agenda for the meeting. Okay? Everyone needs to be there at nine o'clock. There is an agenda of six points at what point we will be through each one of those and what time we will end. And everyone needs to be there at nine o'clock. You have also all been emailed the night before, the email that says what's going to be happening in the meeting and when you need to be there. They're also the type of person that needs to have forks, knives, spoons, and things put away in the right cupboards. They are the parent or the spouse that gets the finances. We are going to, we had a little chat about some admin nights. They are the person that sits down with the spreadsheet. With the numbers, with the auto sums, working out how much money you have spent. <laughs> allocation we have to spend on food this week dear how come you spent 0.75p more allocated? you might be the blue person that needs to plan the meals for a week you know what meat what vegetable what carbohydrate what the pudding is the allocation in the freezer where that's next to it and they go to the freezer or the fridge and they see that that has moved and all hell breaks out Blue people are organised. They are good timekeepers. They are good to have around because they are logical. They can see the beginning and the end. They are up for good ideas if you've thought them through. <laughs> Change is a good thing if you thought about the consequences. There is nothing wrong with routine and organisation and pattern. Reds tend to think the opposite. Reds and blues do get on, however, a red will make a decision in an instant and it will always, always be the right one. Yes. It doesn't need necessarily to have any thought put to it, because I'm all, I mean they are probably <laughs> Red and blues do work very well together, but if you're any other colour and you're in that room, God help you. But because between a red and a blue, they can quite often have arguments that are terrifying to anybody else. Because you can say anything to me, because actually it does bounce off me. I, I, don't, I don't get offended easily, I don't get embarrassed. Well, what is the consequence of saying something bad to a red? Okay, so the consequence of saying something bad to a red... Uh, because I might have a lot of experience in this. <laughs> is, um, no, there, there, um, I, I picked up a story actually, and it was about this, and it was a, a CEO, and uh, this person had been in to go and help train their uh, corporate management board. And the CEO was sitting there, she was a red, this is not Rachel by the way, this particular story. Um, and um, the, the person who was there to comment um, uh, was just looking, observing, and somebody pulled up a red in, in public so there she was sitting at the head of uh, her board meeting and they criticised some of the data that she had brought to the table and suggested that it wasn't right. Well, this particular CEO went into a slightly vague voice, oh, silly me, how did I do that? Oh, I'm not sure. But because she had been criticised in public, as everyone filed out, she said to the head of her HR, they're gone. Because they had criticised them in public. And so a red wants a strong leader, has a great thing, but also doesn't like to be challenged um, overly in public. Um, and so sometimes you have to be careful. However, if you affirm a red in public, they will give you the earth. 
<laughs> so it's an interesting way. And the reason that we talk about this is um, Rachel um, works with uh, another an excellent head uh, teacher. Um, and um, what she uh, found out from, from this is, oh, actually, a way to win with this person is actually if I can truthfully give credit where credit is due. And as a result, it was able to work really well together with them. So we've got to, we're, we're starting to unpack what personality types are. I just wanted to say that we're not just one of these. We're actually all four. But we naturally default to one. And there'll be certain situations when we are the other. The most common one that we'll find is when people drive. You can have the most placid, gentle person, you know, and they're there and they're worshipping. And, and but for, for some reason, they, they get into the car park, they get behind the wheel, and somebody's in front of them, and all of a sudden they are on their horn, they're like, why can't this person get out of the way? They're giving advice about how you should drive, and how oh, I would never drive like that, this person doesn't give me enough space, etc., etc. And so we've got to be aware that although we are often one of these, in certain situations, we might default to other ones. And he says that now because the blues in the room will be saying, well, this is a load of rubbish, you can't just be one. And often when we go through the colours, the ones that are at the ends are the ones that are trying to make this logical. Okay, so if you're, if you're trying to work it out, you're blue. <laughs> Let's look at a green type of person. This is a green type of person. Greens make excellent pastors, but not all pastors are greens. Yeah? Okay. Uh, greens listen to people. They want to include everyone in the conversation. Maybe unlike a red who's quite happy to make the decision and super happy with the decision that they made, a green would like to hear everyone in the room's thoughts on how we're doing so far. They would wait, and everyone else might be ready to, you know, like, man, this is boring, but they would just wait. I'd love to hear from every person. They are a people's person. They value the input of others. They want to then go away and let me digest that. Let me think about that. And eventually, someone's laughing because they're like, oh, maybe that's me. Um, and then, then they will make a decision, knowing that they've included all the factors, all the people, they've made people feel valued, and that was the right decision, to make people valued on the journey, not actually to make the decision at all. So sometimes, uh, for example, if a red and a green are working together, the red is super frustrated because they would have made the decision already. Uh, the green is just happy to wait. Let me just hear one more opinion. In fact, they might then, you know, in fact, tomorrow I'm going to go and find some more opinions because I, I really don't feel that I've had enough. A little example of when I was green, we were choosing a sofa and um, we had, uh, over the whole of our marriage, we'd only bought one sofa before. Um, so it was a big deal for us. We'd often give, be given sofas, you know, as you do when you're first married, you know, sofa, or we'll just take whatever. And so this was a big deal for me. It was going to be a big corner sofa. I was really looking forward to this. I have a, a, a wife who is red, as you might have gathered. Now, she went into the first shop, sat down on the first sofa. I kid you not. It wasn't the one in the window. She had walked through a you know, couple of you. I'm sorry. I, I walk in. I scan. I see it. I sit on it. It's the one I want. That's right. Okay. Now, in this instance, I was being slightly blue, slightly green, because I wanted to have at least three possibles on my list to choose from. I, wouldn't, I wasn't happy about having the right one. I wanted to know that it was the right one with three options. And value for money. Oh, and value for money. And had we gone to, had we checked DFS, which always seemed to have a sale on, right? How do they work that? I don't know. They put, this was a discount price? I don't know. But, you know, I wanted to go at least check those guys out, and Sofa works out 
and maybe John Lewis out, you know, just to make sure that we've got all the things in. Anyway, Rachel managed to get the kids on board because once she was happy with her sofa, she then said, look, let's just choose the next two sofas and just say, hey, these are, we like these, so that he's got his three and then we can go back to having the one. That's not entirely true. <laughs> My eldest is red as well, and you talked about love languages and finding them out with your children. This is excellent for working out with your children, because you realise why you get on so well with some of them some of the time and, and that you don't. I know you're thinking you get on with your children all the time. Well, you don't. Um, so my eldest son, Caleb, is totally red, and so we just worked out this plan, like, let him sit on three sofas, and we're going to pretend that we're really engaged and we're really enthusiastic about these sofas. Now, he couldn't work out, because we're red, that we were just playing him, because we knew the sofa that we were going to sit on. And, and babe, is there anything wrong with our sofa? Yeah, guess which sofa is now sitting in our lounge, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it only helps fuel this, like, I knew I was right, right from the beginning. I already knew I was right. I was okay with being right, it's just that you weren't. Well, what did I tell you about red? Reds are always right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so far we've gone through a red, we've gone through a blue, details, you want your blue, I'm flying later tonight, you want your blue to be your pilot, your air traffic controller, you want those people to be blues, right, attention to details, they're making sure this plane is taking off, and we had a, yeah that's right, you know, the guy fixing the hydraulics or putting the fuel in, you want the blue, right, <laughs> you want your surgeon, what do you want them to be, blue, that's right, yeah, absolutely, uh, you do not want a red, no, that's right, they will start chopping things off, Sorry, uh, are you being rude to me in public? Because <laughs> what will happen? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a good conversation on the way home. So, and we've also started to look like a green. Do we all know who this is? So, someone that makes people feel special. If you've ever heard of people say, wow, I met, I met them and they made me feel as if I was the only person in the room. The queen also does that type of thing, doesn't she? It makes people feel welcome. She puts others, maybe, before herself or himself. They're really, um, you know, we had some in some of the conversations, people were saying about how they put um, the other person in front of themselves. And so that would be a, maybe a typical green, or when we're being green. Um, but like I said, it can cause tension. So can you see that with all these colours, we've got one more to go by the way, with all these colours, there's both a plus side and also a downside. And it depends what colour you are, what colour your spouse is, and in which situation they're being one of these. But so far, three colours. Last cup. So the thing about a green that's also quite tricky is that they care about everybody so much that they often put themselves last. And so they're often late to meetings or late doing things because they're juggling so many different balls. And sometimes as a red, I can just see that as lazy and annoying because they're never there on time and they can never get the job done. But actually, the truth of it is, is that they're juggling things for so many people that they never get around to doing where, what they should be doing or where they should be. And they are constantly trying to please everybody at the detriment to themselves. Now, this is my moment, people, because I am moving on to the yellow. I am married to a yellow. <laughs> they are creative. Now, when I say creative, I mean wild. You know, they come up with ideas all the time of what could be. Yeah. We could do this. We could do that. But they don't think about the pattern in order to get there. See, a blue would think about, it's great to have a great idea. Come up with a great idea. But give us a way in order to get there. Yeah. 
However, your yellows are the people that you want to have when you're bringing somebody new together. Okay, so let's say they're the people in the meeting that come in. They're often a bit late because they're always running late. But it was the bus's fault, not their own. And they walk in, they're bringing cake. How are you doing? <laughs> What's your week been like? The blue's sitting there going, the meeting should have started five minutes ago. We should be on agenda point one. The yellows are like, did you see what was on the news yesterday? <laughs> did you see that feed on, feed on Facebook about that ant? <laughs> At this point, the red has just shut them down, saying something really unkind and awful to them because they're still but they don't mind they're the joker they're the fun they're the big ideas now I need to have somebody in my school and in my team with big ideas because I make decisions now I need somebody with those big ideas and I need someone with the blue to see it through the creativity the spontaneity of a yellow person are the ideas and the things that I can't come up with they're often creative and when I uh, did some training with a, a group of people, I was like, I knew that they were all musicians and singers. And I'm a red. Yellows hate reds. And I was standing in this room thinking, what are the things that make me love a yellow? Because they wear their heart on their sleeve. And they are out there and they're doing stuff for you all the time. However... There are also quite a number of frustrating things which are obviously highlighted because we're on a marriage course, so I feel that I am able to share those things with you. For example, yellows like to make a joke of everything in awkward situations. They're the ones that are giggling now because they're a little bit embarrassed about what I might say. So for example, I might be in an environment and I have a new policy that needs to be delivered and it's about what you should wear in school that's appropriate. And there's this one person that's always wearing short skirts. And I have to bring out this policy, basically, for this one person. And I say, you are no longer allowed to wear short skirts in school. And the yellow person would go, oh, so that means you, so-and-so. And you just turn. <laughs> and everyone feels really awkward. But they're trying to make it all okay. They like the buzz. They're extroverts. They can recharge their batteries around anyone at any time, and they're constantly on the go. Sam got a first degree, okay? He's really clever, but the problem is his cleverness comes at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like writing this session, we are here to live the story, but he wanted to write it at two o'clock in the morning. I wanted to write it with the hour allocation that I'd given him when we were sitting down opposite each other with our laptops and I was going to give him fairly 15 minutes to speak. And he didn't really want to work in that kind of restraints. How does a yellow feel when you're there around a red? Yeah, so typically a yellow can feel a little bit squashed. Like Rachel said, we were doing some prep for this session and we were sitting there very business-like on our... On our kitchen table she's got her laptop I've got mine I'm like this feels okay I do this at work this is all right and then she starts saying yeah and then we could do this and we could do that and like, why aren't you talking much you know she's saying to me why aren't you talking much and I just realized that I'm not creative when I'm sat down not moving and uh, and hungry I was a little bit hungry at this point <laughs> we, talk about, we talk about when it's not great to have you know, meaningful conversations when you're tired and hungry and when do we ha have the time to have most of our conversations 
when we're tired and hungry and it's too late. And I realise, one, I'm hungry, two, I'm sort of penned in, I'm sort of a little bit squished because this is the way Rachel likes to work, not how I do. So I got up and started to make, because we were in our kitchen, started to make some stuff. She's like, what are you doing? We've got to focus. Oh, you yellows, you can't focus, you know, on one thing. But actually, I was trying to do what she got us to do earlier, which is stand up. Well, what's the work when I do it? Stand up? <laughs> I was adding 20% extra oxygen to my brain because I was just about to kick into some, some, having some great ideas about how we could do this. Sit down. <laughs> Note to self, get better at that. Um, but that's a great way. Um, but like, remember I said that we are all four of these, but we tend to peak in one of them. Rachel also can actually be quite yellow as well. But one way that we are different, Rachel, when she reads a story to our two and a half year old, there are these phonic books. Right? And so little Naomi, all of a sudden, you know, when it's bedtime, it used to be that she loves stories from Dad's head, the creative, right? We don't read the book, you know, what I like to do is like, give me three friends. Is it going to be a sunny day, a, you know, a windy day? Is it going to be winter? You know, what's it going to be? Where is it going to be? And I'm thinking, what time is this story ending? <laughs> <laughs> and so they wrapped up all these and then I pull them all in together and we make a great story and then she can't wait until the next one. She's recently started asking, can I have the phonics books? Whereby she sounds out all the letters and draws them on her finger. They're two different ways that we're doing. But just to say that Rachel can also be yellow, believe it or not. She is great at dancing around the house with the kids when it's time to have fun. So, and uh, that's something that I'm a little bit like, why are you dancing around our lounge? You know, oh, this is what you do with girls. Because we had two boys first. I was like, we did the manly stuff. We did the DIY. You know, we built things that were right, amazing. Yeah, let's do it. We, Went to music and, um, you know, outdoor play and all the rest of it. And with girls, apparently we dance around the house. So I'm afraid to say that my creative side didn't extend quite that far. And Rachel has been able to help me, um, you know, in making sure that we have all those different parts. Now I'm being overly read here so that you can see the difference. And, and in work, so as a head teacher, there are times that I'm called to be read. You know, if I'm having to deal with social services or a really difficult parent, which I'm sure none of you ever are. Hmm. Um, or if I'm having to deal with solicitors or just some really difficult, naughty children. You know, I am called. It is my job to make decisions on the spot. However, I can't be like that all the time. And if I was read all the time, especially in my marriage, in my home, we would not still be married. Two reasons. One, if I'm overly read them, I'm actually quite not a very nice person. But two, God also called Sam to be the head of our house. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that I can't be who I am because God has called him to be the head of the house? No, it doesn't. It means God has given me a calling on my own life and has asked me to step into it. But I need to listen to my husband. And that is just, some people think is really old and really out there. But... I have four children and I am a head teacher because my husband believed in my dreams. And he didn't squash me and put me into a box and tell me I couldn't do that and I needed to stay at home and do the washing up. I do do those things and I do enjoy those things. But we worked really hard for our dreams to come true. And if you look at our jobs and what we do and the amount of children that we have, there's no way that that is actually possible. But we work really hard for each other's dreams and realise that, that differences can also be real assets. I did some training a long time ago and 
I learned about this for the first time. And the problem was, is that I didn't realise that I was red. I thought that being red meant that you were assertive and organised. And actually, there are some people in life that need a little bit of organisation. There's nothing wrong with being told what to do. And sometimes, greens, in particular, like direction. However, there are ways of doing things. One of the things that I get people to do when we're doing this training is to think about how does the opposite colour make <coughs> you feel. When I found out what a green felt about a red, it made me want to curl up and die, if I'm totally honest. I wrote a long list of all the things that makes me great. I'm competitive. I'm quick at decision making. I'm great in an emergency. I see bossy as a positive and not a negative. I'm not a coward. I'm strong. And then the Greens, in response to that list, wrote how they saw me. Do you know what they wrote? Arrogant. Bossy. Unkind. Bully-like. Negative. And I thought, God may, my, may have made me the way I am, but he has not called me to do it in that way. And how did I see the Greens? Well, the Greens thought that they were being caring, considerate, loving, thoughtful. I saw them as weak-minded, lazy, make a decision, help yourself first. Your actions are having consequence on everyone around you because actually you just won't do it yourself. And, but the Greens thought that they were doing something that was kind. But I saw it in a different way. And Blues even more so. You know, Blues have set the agenda. They've organised. Your wife or husband has organised the menus for the whole week. It's taken time <coughs> and they found that time in their really busy week. Another example of that is me making a list of jobs that I think would be really helpful if you put them in priority order for Sam to complete in his spare time. <laughs> for some reason, he does not find that helpful. <laughs> I find that helpful because I have quite a high rating of blue as well in me. But he's yellow. So me writing a list of jobs, I might as well not have even bothered. So how am I going to effectively communicate to my husband that it would make a massive difference to me if these things were done, but in a way that he would understand, rather than in the way that I do it. So often we talked about presents or your love languages. You know, you would give presents to someone because you felt that you wanted a present. Well, I write a list. I actually have an A, B and C list, which are prioritised in certain areas. I know where every pen is on my desk. But my kitchen is a mess. And sometimes Sam says to me, I wish you would be a little bit more red at home. He doesn't, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but there's a time and a place for things. And we need to learn how to effectively communicate with our partner in the way that they get it, not in the way that we think they should. We're going to give you some time just to talk to your partner now. And I want you to be really honest with them about where you fit in. So you reds are already, you've already told them that you're in. They already know. <laughs> Some of you who are green, 
might not actually like that idea necessarily because sometimes I think it's seen in a negative way, but it's not. And the yellows, you're just about to make a joke. <laughs> so you know that they're yellow. And the blues are just finishing their list of points that all have a bullet point next to them and you will be able to tell that they're blue. I want you to share with your partner, first of all, the colours that you think you are. And I want you to recognise in each other the positives first. I want you to recognise the positives in your partner and their colour. Off you go. Who is willing to tell me um, about what colour they are, what colour their partner is, and a positive? Now, just a word of warning. A a, a, something that I've learned, a technique for a red is, learn to count to ten, okay? <laughs> because the reds are always the first person to speak. Do you remember those really annoying people in the class, okay? <laughs> reds always speak first. So if, what I have learned is I've learned to count to ten. And not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No one's spoken. <laughs> count to ten slowly, because I'll tell you what this does. It gives the opportunity for the yellow to give their big idea, but even more than that, it gives the opportunity to the, for the greens to speak. And often, the greens are so concerned with making sure that everybody else has their opportunity to speak that they never get to say what they need to say. And often, because they're already considering everybody else, greens don't speak very often, but when they do, it's really powerful. But you have to allow them the opportunity to speak. So if you're married to a green, maybe that's your responsibility, to give them the opportunity to speak. So is anybody here willing to tell me about them and their husband and wife? Reds, just hold it together, over there. I'm gonna come over, can the mic work over there? Three, yeah, four. <laughs> Look at my t-shirt. It's <laughs> red and he's proud. Uh, I too am a head teacher. Hey! <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I'm, I'm a red, but, uh, but I also have um, a, a bit of a blue inside of me. So, uh -huh. so I like order, I like structure, um, but um, I, I like to make decisions and um, I get frustrated when someone kind of engage their brain and just sort it out. So, you know, sort it out, keep it organised. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm married to a blue. Um, Sharon has lists and lists and lists and lists. Can you tell me something great about blue? One thing, Sharon's always, you know, was thinking forward. You know, she's always thinking forward in, in, in the sense of, um, planning that uh, sort of family. She's like uh, planning things, organising things, writing things down. Um, and I'm more about um, right. Are we ready? Let's go. Let's sort it. Let's move. Let, let's let's not be late. Let's let's do it. Um, but uh, but Sharon's uh, Sharon's very much um, organising, structuring the home in in that sense. Uh, and, and and me, I'm just saying right. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're I'm, I'm making big ideas. But Sharon. Underneath that, structures every, everything, and then um, obviously suggest certain things. I'll, I'll think them through, and then we'll discuss them. We have a debate about certain things, 
Um, and, uh, <laughs> Um, as much as I'm organised, um, sometimes my organisation goes in overdrive and I over-organise. Uh -huh. So that's when Brian kind of says, right, okay, so we've written this down three times, let's do this. So let's do the common denominators in, let's do that and let's do that for But, 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 I need to make the list in red now because I've already done it in green. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's very assertive um, in that sense. So I tend to overthink things he kind of reads now I know that I can ask these questions because they're red and blue, so I won't offend them by asking them anything, so that I actually have to say, do you mind if I ask you something, because he doesn't actually care. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that your arguments are quite fiery? Um, See, now, what colour are you? So she's red, so she was able to speak straight away and say, very. Now they don't see necessarily their relationship as fiery, but when other people hear them, they're a little bit terrified. Because they're strong, they're strong. But what they need is a little bit of green, okay? They're quite happy, we as reds, we're quite happy to tell you what's good and bad about ourselves. Got no problem with that. I mean, there's a lot more good than bad, right? And blues are quite logical in that and will agree with what's good and bad about us. But together, they are quite a phenom phenomenal force, okay? And can terrify the greens and yellows. See, it's just it's like the perfect example. Any more colours? Come on, I know, so the greens gonna, and yellows now are all... need to count to ten green. to get a green to put up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to start, but I'm going to start with my wife. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with my wife before, she just had a joke and everybody in the room would be laughing. Um, but she is a kind and caring person and a loving person. And she wouldn't even think about speaking first because she wants everybody else to have a go. Oh, um, she's, she's green. Um, yeah. Yellow, I think a yellow with a mixture yeah. of green. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously the red, so I'm on the microphone and I'm just talking. And I've already decided what she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to come back to you in about two minutes. I'm going to give you some time to think about this. And this is in all seriousness, because right now she's actually a little bit terrified because I can come across as really arrogant and forceful, and she might actually need some time to think about it. So me saying to her, I want you to answer this question, answer it now. Brian would be like, yeah, but he's only checking his emails. He's checking his emails. Yeah. That's really rude. <laughs> See, no one else can tell him that, but I can. So I'm going to come back to you, and I want you to tell me one good thing that it is about living and being married to a red. Okay? She's giggling because... It, she's hiding the fact that she's actually feeling a bit sick right now. <laughs> Have I got any yellows in the house? Have I got any yellows? Okay. Are you happy to talk? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a yellow. Yeah. And my wife is a red. Ah. Um, it's like a kind of. Um, uh, difficult, uh, difficult sort of difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me something that's good about being married to a race? Well, the good thing about um, my wife is um, she's more of very planned off with all her things. Uh, she would always steer the boat. I always leave her to steer the boat anyway. And whenever she comes to me with, um, with a plan or activity or something uh, to organize, 
I'm the giggle woman. And I won't, I'll always take everything as a joke. Because I know what? She'll do it. I won't doubt anyway. <laughs> Goes whether you like it or not. Well, my opinion never counts. When I take the joke, when I when I take the joke, put in the joke in, um, she's like, okay. things like in the house with the kids so he's more of let's go to the park you know more of the loving things me I'm more like have you done your homework <laughs> so we balance each other out so uh, I do ask for his opinion and he has a lot of good creative ideas which I tend to use <laughs> if I can use and I'm going to ask her, can you tell me what it's like being married to a red? Demanding. <laughs> it is good. Um, I think I think we balance each other out because he's very organised and focused and determined. And it, being a student as well, he has deadlines. He has to get it done. But because I just work, I can just be so flexible and do whatever. But, um, yeah, I like to make a joke of it. And like when there's big ministers and stuff around, I have to be on my best behaviour. I can't be making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see how she promoted the red and put herself down? Mm. So Greens tend to do that. They seem to, they tend to put themselves below everybody else and promote those above them. And we don't allow them a time to speak. And I know that I was joking about red speaking to 10. I'm, I'm not joking. You need to learn how to count to 10. And greens, you need to do something that um, Sam taught me, is that you learn to put a suit of armour on. It's when you go into work or when I go into battle, sometimes I have to deal with people being really quite nasty to me. Now, as a red, I can just, most of the time, I can let it go. But if I've had a really emotional day like, you know, Tilly hasn't put her shoes on and Caleb couldn't find his homework and you know the type of thing. I'm already at a vulnerable place. So I learned to what we call suit up. So you can say what you like to me. And when I walk in through the door, I can take off that suit and dissolve into Sam's arms. You'll never believe what's happened today. <laughs> but Greens, you need to learn how to wear that as well. And in the same way that I'm saying to the Reds, you need to shut up for 10 seconds. Green, I need you to step up and give yourself a voice. Because otherwise, you will always feel like second best. Now we spent some time, or the Reds have spent some time, <laughs> talking about their positives. Okay, you've looked at your partner and you've looked at them and you said, this is the positive thing about you. 
What I want you to do, and I don't, I'm not going to give you long, I'm going to give you five minutes. I want you to tell them how that positive can sometimes make you feel. And we've got some stories that can help you with that. Um, actually, quite a number of stories that can help you with that. But first of all, I don't want it to make it about ourselves. I want it to be about you. So, Reds, close your mouths. <laughs> Let your opposite partner speak first and let them tell you how that positive about you can sometimes make you feel. And when the yellows have stopped giggling, they will also be able to communicate that. Can you, can you just give us an example of that? Really? Yeah. Put me in the spot. Yeah. Okay, so lots of examples. So, um, like parenting. So, I will go ahead and decide something about and spinning our children. And I haven't spoken to Sam about that. And so he comes in on the backhand when I've already made a decision, and in my mind is the right decision, without having a conversation with him about that first. And that's something that came up with having children. But actually it's not my choice or my decision to make decisions about everything. I need to stop, and actually a lot of things don't have to be made in a second. A lot of things can wait. And I've had to learn as a red, I don't need to make this decision right now, I need to learn to give it some time. And if Sam says to me, we need to think about that, that doesn't mean 10 seconds, that means overnight. And usually, no one's going to die overnight with the decision that we have to make. So I can give it 24 hours. And so for me, if I was answering what we're going to ask you guys to do now, I would say that decision making is something that is a strength in a red, but it made me feel excluded from parenting our children. So can you see how it was, it was the strength of the red, what we love about the red, but the way that it actually made someone that is predominantly yellow feel that they're not included. Is that cool? So you, it, you guys can come up with one of those each, what is the strength in whether it's whatever they are. Yeah, is that okay? And then just say how it feels. Got just a couple of minutes to do that. Okay, great. If we just bring the conversations to a close. So you've just heard what was a strength and how that's made the other person feel. It's really important when we are looking to communicate well that we actually not only consider what we are trying to communicate. Um, there's a, a great little uh, uh, saying that says that um, the single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that communication has taken place. So you can think, man, I communicated so well, but what the person heard was something totally different. And you thought, I was communicating a positive, but what they heard was a negative. And so this, this is a tool, this is a language tool to try and simply describe things that are actually emotionally and very complex, you know, in the way that, are you being red, are you being green, are you being blue, are you being yellow at that moment? And how did that make the other person who was maybe the opposite colour? Like we had Andy talk earlier about this, uh, the cup and the uh, saucer. Things can complement, but they can only do that when we've got an understanding of where, where the other person is coming from. So sometimes we have to just go beyond ourselves and consider, how have I just spoken to a red in public? Or how has a red maybe not allowed a green to speak? And if they've said what they've said, are they going to think about it? Often, reds can speak the truth, whether it's in love sometimes, and sometimes it's not. 
And the yellow chomps that over, over and over and over, but the reds moved on. They moved on as soon as it left their mouth, they moved on to the next thing. And they didn't realise that that now has a repercussion in the yellows. He's thinking about it for the next two days. Can't let it go until we pick that subject up again. And so you say, can we speak about that again? Oh no, we've done all that. What? What do you want to talk about? What? What? I'll get over it. (laughs) You've never said that to me, have you? Get over it. So really what we want you to do is to start, as you've learned this very simple language tool, is to start to put it into your, um, your conversations, put it into your travel time. Also you can start to see it in your kids as well. A great um, recommendation to use the love languages for kids, definitely look that up. We were like, great, we need to do that a bit more. But this is a great one as well to put in, you know, how are you each other in terms of the colours? How can you appreciate where they're coming from? How do you know what they're... It's not meant to be a tool that's meant to be a slander. Oh, in the argument to win, you know? Those moments, oh wait, that's just because you're red. So it's not meant to be used in that way. In fact, in uh, 1 Peter 4, 11, it says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And we're talking about how to build on better communication. Love the person, as you guys do, Deep down sometimes, it's very deep down in those arguments. It's one thing that I say, Rachel, we argue, but I always love you. So like, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But we do. Loving the person, appreciating where they're com- coming from, and realising that when we speak, we speak the very words of God. It is scientifically proven that four to six hours after you said something negative or positive, it has a repercussion on your body. You feel either deflated, or we spoke earlier about building up words of affirmation. Physically, you feel better for up to four to six hours later. And so for us, just to bear in mind that in our conversations, we can have an appreciation for where the other person is coming from. Not just thinking that, oh, I meant it like that, but what was heard? What was felt? How can we, basically, how can we communicate better? Thank you very much.